There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Your heart is an amazing muscle that works with your circulatory vascular system to give you life. You hear the word valve, and it sounds like a car part, but what is bicuspid aortic valve disease? My guest today is Dr. Keith Miller. He's a cardiologist at Brian Hart. Welcome to the show. Dr. Miller, I'd like to start by asking you to give a little physiology lesson about the valves and their role in our circulatory system. Thanks, Melanie. Um, I... I really appreciate the chance to talk about this problem uh, of uh, bicuspid aortic valve disease that we're going to talk about today. It's a really important topic, and I'm glad that uh, there's an interest in it. Uh, your question was, what do the valves do in the heart? And just like valves in many systems, they are there to keep the blood flowing in one direction and not in the other so that it all keeps flowing in the in the right direction. So when a valve leaks, it means that uh, some of that blood is is not flowing in the right direction and it goes backwards and it can put a strain on the heart and the rest of the body. And what is the bicuspid aortic valve? So bicuspid aortic valve disease is a congenital disorder, meaning a disorder you're born with in which the aortic valve of the heart develops with two rather than the normal three leaflets or flaps. It is the most common congenital heart defect occurring in about one to two percent of individuals and more commonly in men than in women. And bicuspid aortic valves, these valves with two rather than three leaflets often do not function normally. And that's one of the main reasons this is an important problem. They are more likely to leak the normal aortic valves with three leaflets. And this problem can become important as early as young adulthood. And later in life, often in people in their 50s and 60s, bicuspid aortic valves are more likely to develop wear and tear, leading to narrowing or stenosis of the valve, which may require that the valve is replaced surgically. And whether the problem is leaking or narrowing of the valve, the valve problem can begin to cause strain on the heart and lead to more significant problems like heart failure. And if it has a congenital component to it, Dr. Miller, do we know what causes this? Yeah, it we, we do to some extent. We, we do believe this is a genetic problem. Uh, we know it's inherited to some degree, and that's one of the reasons I like to talk about this, because if people have bicuspid aortic valve disease, their relatives are at risk for it also. Or conversely, if they find out that their brother or sister or parent has had bicuspid aortic valve disease, uh, then they should be screened for it. We think about one in 10 first-degree relatives of patients that have bicuspid aortic valve disease also have a bicuspid aortic valve. Uh, so for that reason, we do recommend screening for bicuspid aortic valve if you have a parent, child, or sibling that has bicuspid aortic valve. And again, if you know that you yourself have a bicuspid aortic valve, it's important you recommend screening for your first-degree relatives. So how would somebody know? I mean, if you've got a, a little baby, you wouldn't necessarily, unless, as you say, there are genetic components, screen them. So what do we do? How do we know? Are there some symptoms? Yeah, great question. So testing for bicuspid disease is usually done because it is suspected for some reason, either because of a relative who is known to have a bicuspid valve or because of, of an abnormal physical examination finding. And the typical finding on examination with a stethoscope done by a, a, a doctor or another clinician is a murmur 
which is just an abnormal heart sound caused by abnormal blood flow through the bicuspid valve. Whatever the reason the bicuspid valve is suspected, the most common confirmatory test is an echocardiogram, and that's a simple ultrasound test of the heart that's done through the chest wall from the outside of the body. And an echocardiogram can also determine whether the valve leaks and if it has begun to show the type of wear and tear and calcification that can lead to other problems with the valve. So if you do determine through echocardiogram, you, you've determined that someone has this bicuspid valve disease, what do you do? Are there some treatments? There are uh, limited treatments available for this kind of valve disease. Um, I think it's important to, to, to mention that although complications can happen with this kind of valve problem, we talked about the leak and we talked about the narrowing, the complications are manageable and life expectancy in adults with bicuspid aortic valve disease is not shortened compared with the general population. Um, so depending on the severity of the valve problem when it is found, an echocardiogram is generally recommended at least once a year to monitor the valve problem. As far as treatments, if the valve develops a severe leak or if the narrowing of the valve that can develop later in life becomes severe uh, and if the heart is starting to, starting to show signs of, of strain, we generally recommend replacing the valve, and that's done um, most of the time through an open-heart surgery. Uh, but more recently, we actually have techniques to replace the aortic valve without opening the chest but using catheters that are delivered to the heart uh, through the vessels usually in the, in the leg. So those are the main treatments, but, you know, there's been questions over the years about whether there's any medical treatment that would alter the, the time course or the development of these valve problems. What we know we, we do recommend is excellent blood pressure control for anyone that has aortic valve disease, bicuspid aortic valve disease, and especially if there's a leak. There has been some interest in the possibility that cholesterol-lowering medicine might slow the progression of calcification of these aortic valves. And for the most part, those tests have been disappointing when we've actually done the clinical studies on that. It doesn't seem that cholesterol-lowering medicine does slow the progression of the disease. So mostly it's good blood pressure control, periodic visits with a doctor and an echocardiogram, and replacement of the valve if it gets bad enough. Are there any lifestyle changes, Dr. Miller, that patients can do to help this treatment to help keep it along to keeping their body healthy? You mentioned good blood pressure control. Is there anything else? Yeah. No, not really. And that's always uh, been one of the frustrating things with some of these bicuspid aortic valve problems. But for the most part, of course, we recommend good uh, lifestyle for a whole variety of reasons and preventing other kinds of heart problems like heart attacks and other vascular complications like strokes. Uh, but as far as the, the specific bicuspid aortic valve problems, lifestyle really does not seem to make a difference. Now, you know, I did say that blood pressure control is important and lifestyle changes can be very important to help with your blood pressure. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it's, it's medical treatment. And one other thing I do want to mention is that one of the other reasons bicuspid aortic valve disease is important is it's associated with another important condition called aneurysm of the aorta, which is the large artery in the chest and abdomen. And that association probably exists because both the valve problem and the aortic aneurysm are caused by the same genetic defect. And if left untreated, an aortic aneurysm can rupture um, or the, the lining of the artery can tear 
and those can be very serious medical problems. So early detection is is important in susceptible people uh, because an aneurysm may not cause any symptoms until the day it ruptures or or tears. So patients with an aortic aneurysm are more likely to experience uh, those kinds of complications. So even though they're uncommon, the dissections and the ruptures, uh, we do recommend screening for them if patients have bicuspid disease. That's also done with an echocardiogram. And if they're found, then we also monitor those along with uh, the valve problem. And Brian Health offers a screening. And if you want to find out more information about it, you can go to brianhealth.org or call the Early Detection Center at 402-481-8018. So, Dr. Miller, in just the last few minutes, give us your best advice about screening, who should be screened, what you really want them to know about bicuspid aortic valve disease. Well, I would say... For sure, if you know you have a relative who's had bicuspid aortic valve disease, you should be screened. That's very clear. If you have relatives that have had valve surgery or uh, who have had a valve replaced, ask them about it. And if you're not sure what exactly they had, uh, then you may talk to your doctor or ask them if they could get some records so you could figure out if that might have been the problem that they had. Otherwise, for people who don't know they have a relative with this problem, I would just talk to your primary care doctor um, and, and ask them, when they listen to your heart in a physical examination, do I have any abnormal heart sounds? Is there a murmur or anything that might suggest that I have a risk for a bicuspid aortic valve? And if so, uh, you should get an echocardiogram to get screened for that. Thank you so much, Dr. Miller. What a fascinating topic and such great information. And for more information about bicuspid aortic valve screening, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. Or you can call the Early Detection Center at 402-481-8018. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.